100 Candles, 100 Stories. Welcome to the 100th Ghost Story Adventure. We've all heard that bump in the night, or maybe it's a cold spot out of nowhere. Or we've just had the feeling somebody's been watching us. Tonight, we share our experiences. I had just started working for a nurse for about three weeks when this occurred. I'd been taking care of a patient of mine I don't know long how, how long she had been there, but I've been taking care of her for about three days. I bathed her, fed her, made sure the pink bunny didn't run out the window. She always told me her stories about growing up in the 1800s. Needless to say, she never recognized me or learned my name, but she always called me baby. Unfortunately, she passed away during the night without anyone knowing. When I went to check on her in the morning, I discovered her body. I began preparing her body as I always do, cleaning her gently, praying over her and talking to her. As I finished preparing her body, looking over her, I heard, Thank you, baby, in my right ear. All right, my dad died when I was somewhere between five and eight. I I can't remember exactly anymore. I'm 15 now, and... I suffer from depression from it. I try to keep it out of my mind. I was playing video games when my mom came in and she told me. I didn't even cry. I just hugged my mom and told her to leave and went back to playing my game. They separated shortly after I was born. I I went with him on the weekends. Heck, it was the weekends and I was waiting for him to call and tell me to wait outside. Instead, I, I just sat there and played. That's how I gained so much weight just sitting around, eating pizza rolls, and playing video games. Before he died, he got me this chair, a black leather chair that spins around and had a footstool, too. We were always used to sit in and watch TV together. Anyways, the funeral was about an eight-hour drive, and when we got there, we had the funeral. We stayed a day at Gramps' house, and we came back. Well, my mom works nights, and I have the house to myself. I go to bed, and everything's fine. I'm laying there and I hear a little creak in the direction of my chair. I look and I see it's moving back and forth. Even the footstool is moving with it. My dog is sleeping with me and he wakes up too and starts growling. My dog always hated my dad. I shush her and I whisper softly, Dad, please stop. What does it do? It effing stops. child I was scared of the dark. I swore to my mother I heard voices in it. They were not evil, but they were not familiar and so they scared me. 
It was common in the middle of the night for me to wake up and hear the whispers, as I called them, when I was telling my mom. She told me they were just bumps in the night. I tried to explain to her that it was more than that, that they sounded different from the way people's voices do. On some nights, I would get so scared from those whispers, I would sleep in my mom's bed with her. The bathroom was directly outside of her bedroom for late-night potty. I should add at this point, when walking down the hall to go to the bathroom, you look directly down the stairs to the living room on the first floor. Mommy's bedroom was on the second floor. One night around Christmas, I woke up and felt the need to relieve myself. As I walked to the bathroom, I distinctly heard the phrase, My astonishment, a red light, almost like a spotlight, was cast upon the wall at the bottom of the stairs. The light had no source. It was all by itself, and I was transfixed by it. Being little, and since it was only a few days from Christmas, I knew what this light was. It was Santa. How else would he know I was being good? I was so excited, I started walking down the stairs to greet him. But after the second step, the light began to creep off the wall and fade into the darkness. That's when I heard him, a very strong, masculine voice, different from the first, and not at all like my father's. It was distinctly different, that said... Stop right now. Go back up those stairs. I listened to it, turned around, and went back up. What happened next, I'm not sure anyone would believe. After reaching the top of the stairs, I heard a very loud crash that sent me running to my parents' bed, where I jumped straight under the covers and stayed the whole night. When we awoke the next morning, the lights my mother had put on the railing down the stairs were pulled off right down to the bottom of the stairs. Some were broken laying in a pile. The cabinet in the living room had fallen away from the wall. My mother could not explain it. My father was worried we'd been the victims of home invasion, but there was nothing missing. Nobody had broken in, and there did not seem to be any reason this had happened. And then I saw it. I kept quiet about it because I was afraid. I could not force the words out of my mouth. There, on the edge of the cabinet, were three indentations in the finish, where it looked as if it had been scratched by claws. Something had grabbed it and thrown it down. I was mortified. I do not like to imagine what was waiting downstairs for me that night, if it was anything at all. But I can tell you that something had physically acted upon things in my house. After this, I never heard another whisper again, which is sad because I would have liked to have thanked the man whose voice stopped me from going down those stairs. This happened when I was seven, or seven and a half, as I said at the time. I'm 20 now, and because of all this, I'm still afraid of the dark, especially in shadowy stairwells. So, when I was growing up, me and my family visited the Isle of Wight a few times a year on short caravan holidays. But we'd stay at a caravan park, rent a caravan for four or five days, and travel around most days seeing the site. For all you Yanks out there, the Isle of Wight is a small island on the south coast of England that is known for being the most haunted place in the country. Hell, even the word Wight means ghost or spectre. It's a beautiful island, the only place in the south where there are still wild squirrels. It's not a place that makes you uncomfortable, is what I'm trying to get across. Either way, a few years into this routine, my parents go to the island without me or my brother and come home with a bunch of stories about their visit to a place called Arreton Manor. 
most haunted place on the island. My mother said she could feel something clinging onto her leg in one of the rooms, something that made her leg feel freezing cold. As expected, me and my brother begged to go ourselves and see what this haunted manor house was like for ourselves. A few years later, we all went. This event occurred when we were in the dining room during a busy tour of the house, with a guide in the middle of the room near the dining table and all of us standing close to the window of the tour we just entered. For a child of nine, the tour is interesting enough. I enjoy history to a degree and hearing the tales of the former owners and occupants of the house is definitely intriguing. However, something distracted me from what she was saying. I started hearing a rhythmic umping coming from the wall to my left. It sounded something like organic hitting the wooden wall, except there was no one standing there. I looked around. No one else seemed to pay it any mind, even though it was quite loud. After a minute or so of this, I poked my dad and asked him, Dad, can you hear that thumping? What thumping? I felt my whole body go cold, and when he said that, I started shaking his hand and speaking as quietly as I could. I blabbered that I could hear something from the other side of the room, pointing in its general direction. He told me off and said that people would think I'm crazy if I said too much, so I went quiet and stood there staring at the wall where the thumping was still going on. After a few minutes, it slowed to a halt, and I looked up to see everyone leaving the room. I waited till right at the end before asking the tour guide about what I had just heard. She told me that I wasn't the first person to hear the thumping and that the room was thought to be haunted by the ghost doll. She told me that one visitor she'd taken into that room had a guide dog who had started barking just as soon as they entered the room, just like it did when another dog was close by, according to its owner, of course. What I heard was the dog's tail hitting the wall. Cute, waggy dog tail. I didn't feel too scared after that, and I have a faint memory of saying goodbye to the empty space by the fall wall before leaving. When we reached the car, I excitedly told my mother, to which my brother piped up that he'd heard it too, and mimicked what it sounded like perfectly as well. Me and my brother had been the only children on that tour of the house, and were the only people who heard that dog. was younger, my mother and I were looking through her old yearbooks. Well, I was looking through them. This one girl stood out to me, and every page I looked, she was the first thing I saw. Well, anyway, I asked my mother who she is and why I keep seeing her, and she said, Oh, she committed suicide in her parents' basement. I used to live in this older house, a little over 100 years old. We recently moved into a 10-year-old ranch. In my old house, my bedroom faced the hallway, so I could always see if anybody was coming towards my room. Every night, I saw a shadow dart past my door to the bathroom. I began having trouble sleeping, as I still do to this day. My parents would say it was just my imagination. So I had a few friends sleep over, and they noticed it too. They actually made me shut my door. I started feeling tickles and laughs, and things would fall off my shelf. I told my aunt, and she said she was talking to a medium. And the medium said that it was my grandpa. So I was thankful to hear it, that it was my grandpa. Only it wasn't. We had one day left in our old house before we were moving into a new one. So, a friend of the family got a medium from Ohio to come check out our house. This woman obviously had known nothing about us. So, during this visit, she tells me all these stories about what she's seeing, but I was barely paying attention because I wanted to hear her say my grandpa was upstairs. And as we were walking upstairs towards my room, I remember her saying, I don't sense anyone here. Oh, wait, there's a woman hiding behind your door. There's only one spirit up here. Her name's Linda. I asked what Linda looked like, and she said she had long black hair and that she was pretty. She also said Linda didn't let any other spirit up here because she was very protective over me. 
Apparently, Linda had dealt with the experiences I have, being depressed and having a mental illness. And she was very protective over me and said she was sad to see me leave. So a month later, me and my mom were driving around a town called Ruthven. And we were dropping off my sister at a friend's house. And the, quote, haunted house of Ruthven was brought up, unquote. I always heard about this house having many friends living in Ruthven. And my mom was like, oh, I know the girl who used to live there. Wait, didn't she kill herself? Yes, in her parents' basement. Her name was Linda. I won't put in the last name for respect of Linda, but my heart dropped. The description the medium gave me of Linda in my room looks just like the Linda in the yearbook. day of excitement. School was finally over and it was summer vacation. The rest of my family went on a trip to Las Vegas, so I was home alone. I got bored quickly, so I got on my phone and texted my longtime friend Saul and asked him to come over. He arrived and asked why it was so quiet. I said with a big smile on my face, I am home alone and that means we can invite all of our friends and have a party. He looked at me confused. With what money? I reached into my pocket and pulled out my wallet. I opened it with a big smile and pulled out $1,000. Saul's eyes opened wide in surprise. Where did you get all that money? I told Saul, my family is, they left for a week and they gave me a thousand bucks to buy stuff. He jumped up and said, hell yeah, we're going to have a party. Woo! I looked at him with a serious face and told him to quiet down. He looked at me and said, why? I thought no one was at home. My mom said not to yell because she said I'll wake it. What do you mean by it? I gave him a careless stare and said never mind. He shrugged his shoulders and said, Eh, who cares? Let's start this party! I invited my girlfriend and my best friends. Me and Saul spent about an hour setting up the party. Then the doorbell rang. It was my girlfriend and all of my best friends. They walked in and Dana said... Damn, you got this party all figured out. I had a smile on my face. Thanks. It's getting late. Let's hang out till morning. Uh, I told him I have a PS4. We can play Black Ops 3 and Friday the 13th. My girlfriend Emily said, No, I'm scared of horror games. I looked and gave her a hug and said, I'll protect you from anything, okay? She smiled. So we played all night till midnight. We all got bored, so we talked about how the year went. Then I heard footsteps coming from the attic. I thought to myself, oh no, this is bad. We woke it. I looked at them scared and they, they looked at me. The room becomes silent. Then Emily asks, are you okay, Jorge? The footsteps began again and Saul said, what the hell is that? It sounds like it's coming from the attic. Everyone starts to freak out. Please be quiet, I exclaimed. They all looked at me. I know you're all scared, but stay quiet. I'll take care of this. I quickly pull out a Bible and my cross. What the hell are you doing? I sighed. I'm about to tell you all something. Please listen. My family has been known for having cursed objects, and we have to protect them, but we must also make sure they are all locked away. Those footsteps come from a doll that is possessed by the spirit of the previous owner. That doll has lived here for 10 years, and it has been locked away for 10 years. 
and today it has escaped its cage, so I need to lock it away. You all need to stay put. So you mean there is a possessed doll that lives in this house, and you want us to stay put? Are you crazy? It's the only way you can stay safe. The attic opened slowly. We all gasped in horror. Emily started to cry. <laughs> there was a creak, the footsteps coming down the attic. There it was. Tonight's episode, Shared Experiences, recorded at Old Town Hall Theater in North Bridgeville, Ohio, directed by Matt Zucker. Stories include Thank You Baby from Joy in Detroit, Michigan, featuring Molly and Steve, The Whispering from Paranormal 360, featuring Amy and Steve, My Dead Father is Still Here from Psychotic Creeps, Reddit, featuring Matt, Waggy Dog from Ice Storm Tundra, Reddit, featuring Molly and Steve, There's a Woman Behind Your Door from Paranormal 360, featuring Amanda, Amy, Molly, and Steve, and Attic Doll from Marshmallow Child, Reddit, featuring Amanda, Amy, Matt, Steve, Molly. Music is Sad Day from Bensound.com, and all stories are used with permission of the sources, Stories may have been edited for production. You can follow the 100 Ghost Story Adventure podcast on 100ghoststoryadventure.wordpress.com. Thank you for listening. If you would like to submit a story for future episodes, please write to us at inquiryparanormal at gmail.com.